0: Dear Patients, Hello, my name is Dr. John Keenan-Fanning, and I'm here to talk to you today about opioid use disorder. Specifically, in this episode, I want to address the root issues of what cause opioid use disorder and how we can address these. By root issues, I'm talking about the situations and circumstances that push people towards opioid use disorder. To start this episode, I want to stress just how large a problem opioid use disorder is and remind you that you are not alone. In Canada, in 2018, 3.7 million people were using opioids. That's 13% of all Canadians. Out of all individuals using opioids, almost 10% of these people were engaging in problematic use that could cause harm to their health. That's roughly 351,000 people with problematic opioid use. For reference, that represents the population of a major city like Halifax or Victoria. These numbers come directly from the Canadian Statistics website. In the States, the number of individuals with problematic opioid use rises to as many as 3 million people. And worldwide, this could affect as many as 16 million people. Despite the millions of people living with opioid use disorder, many people find themselves in a situation where they cannot find someone to talk to about it. This compounds the problem. The former Surgeon General of the United States recently identified loneliness as an epidemic. An addiction may compound this loneliness by isolating you from your friends and your family. This sentiment that isolation is a core part of addiction is clearly echoed in an amazing TED Talk by Johan Hari titled, Everything You Know About Addiction Is Wrong from back in 2015. In this talk, he stresses the huge link between addiction and social isolation. If you have the time, I highly recommend you listen to this. So please, listen to me when I ask you to avoid the trap of social isolation. There are people who want to help, and remember that you are not alone. To make matters worse, the COVID-19 pandemic has led to isolation and loneliness on a worldwide scale. This has increased the complications of opioid use clearly represented by one study out of Ontario, Canada, that showed the number of opioid overdoses increased by 57% and the number of fatalities increased by 60% after the pandemic started. Above and beyond isolation and loneliness, I want to talk about the very strong correlation between substance use and trauma in your past, specifically I want to talk about something we referred to as adverse childhood events. These are also known by the acronym ACE or ACEs as I will refer to them here. One study looking at opioid use disorder and ACEs found that individuals with multiple ACEs were up to 15 times more likely to experience opioid use disorder than those who did not have any ACEs. The study further said that over 70% of adolescent opioid use disorder was attributed to ACEs. These statistics highlight just how much your past experiences help form who you are today. This information was taken directly from the Center for Disease Control website, or the CDC. In fact, The impact of ACEs on our population's health has such a large impact that the Center for Disease Control has highlighted this as a priority issue. In addition to substance use, ACEs are further associated with diabetes, cancer, stroke, suicide, and other injuries. While these adverse childhood events can shape people's lives, I want to stress any traumatic experience someone has can impact your life. The reason I'm spending this whole episode highlighting the association between loneliness, isolation, adverse childhood events, and trauma as major factors leading to opioid use disorder is because if these issues have contributed to your substance use, then addressing these issues at the same time as asking for help is very important. Well, it is very important to address these issues. It is also very important to address these issues in a way that is healthy and at the right time for you. Now, I'll be honest. Look, I'm a doctor. I work with the healthcare team, and the people I work with are wonderful and want to help you. That said, you may have had a negative experience with the healthcare team. Maybe you find more support from someone in the community. Maybe it's a peer. Maybe it's a community organization. Maybe it's a counseling program or a work assistance program. Whoever it is, I encourage you to go seek help from someone that you trust. While my perspective may have bias behind it, I know there are good individuals in the healthcare team who want to help you. If you feel safe, please reach out to us and we can help direct you towards whatever resources you need to make you your best self. A recent president said that asking for help isn't a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. Those are strong words that I firmly believe. If you ask for it, we are here to help. And remember, you are not alone.